Special thanks to everyone who pledged money to crowdfund the show this week, including Matt Lacey, David Walker, Tim Edwards, Ilico Elia, Andy Hagen, Jamie Holland, Roland Roberts, Ian Wilkinson, Alistair Harding, Dan Lane, Ian Mercer and John Balshaw. There's a full list of our supporters on 361podcast.com, along with information on how to help us for as little as $1 per episode via Patreon. Hello and welcome to 361, a weekly podcast about mobile tech and the world around it. My name is Ben Smith. I'm Rafe Blanford. And I'm Ewan McLeod. This week, 361 is all about vacations or holidays as we call them here in the UK. Yes, we're excited about the effective removal of roaming fees. We update our list of essential apps and services. And we talk about some of the tech we'll be trying out. Welcome back, chaps. How you doing? Woohoo! We are one more episode. How many how many sleeps or episodes before we get to Rub Reef? Depends if you're um, if you suffer from insomnia. If it's insomnia, it's only one more sleep. <laughs> so basically, one more episode is the plan. That's that is the plan. It's subject to change. Well, we're recording this a little bit in advance. Yes. The final confirmation of the confirmation is is pending, but it's happening this season. And episode five is currently where we're targeting it. So that's the episode I need to make sure I'm out of the country. No, no, for. no. You are required to be here because the Digitas LBI have done some significant work to make sure that everything is ready for the live stream. So if you're not following this, hashtag yes. Rub Rafe. Rafe Blanford's going to be massaged live on the podcast. And, you know, all those seasons ago, Rafe, if you just said, yeah, that'd be great, mm. we would have just left it. No, no, if we're honest, no, yeah. you wouldn't. You never would have done. You, you know when you start a joke and then take it way too far, and well, he all, just all he, of a sudden you're talking to a PR department. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's real. So Rafe is going to be getting massaged, and we're going to be having other on-demand services, just testing out the on-demand economy. yeah. yeah. It's going to be really good. And Rafe Blanford is loving the prospect of getting massaged. And if you want any towels, we can send Quick Up or Gin. Do Gin do uh, towels and stuff like that? Quick Up or Amazon Prime Now. Can you get them? Yeah. Yeah. I used Prime Now the other week. That's quite good. What did you order, by the way? What did we order? Um, Kids Uh, kids stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Very good. Birthday presents. I think we we, we were going somewhere. We we needed birthday presents for. Brilliant. Wrapping paper, all that jazz. Yeah. I think we just ordered presents, but yeah, it was Mm. was cool. So I just have to say now I'm beginning to take it for granted. And I was like, Irritated that I couldn't prime get in a one hour delivery all of the whole Amazon catalogue. Yes, oh. that's the next thing they need to fix. Yeah, Prime now is now available across uh, a lot of parts of the country now. They are they're putting their, their well, places lots all over. of parts of the country mean around London. No, this I is saw part of the problem that we no, have. No, no, it is wide wider it, than that. It is spread. It, it is spreading. Yes, I mean they are major cities, York. which it is spreading around the place. So oh, and for I, someone who actually you know has roots in the countryside. It really irritates me when Ewan says things like this. It's a bit like Ewan going, there's 4G everywhere, where still haven't got 3G on well, the Blanford estate. What he means is 4G everywhere that matters. Yes. Yes, and it's that kind of attitude which is... <laughs> right, okay. Divisive. Blanford, re- listen to this and shut up. Are you ready? Okay. Welcome Manners. to South Yorkshire. Prime Now has arrived in Sheffield, Doncaster, Barnsley, Rotherham and surrounding areas. Eat that, Blanford. Eat that. There we go. That's shutting up. Okay, that's good. I love a. There we I go. Love a good, I love a good uh, conversation on the show. There you so go. So, what percentage of the population does that cover? Well, it doesn't matter. The point is, it's not London, as per your assumption, which was wrong. There we go. Yep. Apologist. So uh, it's been a while since I've been pointing at Blanford and then get it all wrong. So yeah, we looked into that one, Blanford. Small we're lo- victories. We're, lo- <laughs> we're looking forward to, to rubbing Rafe Blanford vigorously in, imminently on the show. Uh, we'll be talking about on-demand stuff. Yeah. So Rafe Blanford, what are we talking about this week? This week we're talking about holidays. 
given that the summer is with us, people yes. are going to be thinking about going on holiday. It's we thought we'd share some stories. People always seem to like it when we get personal, uh, and I'm not talking about massages either. Well, that's why they like it. You but can... also share some of our services, yeah. tools that are useful yeah. and yeah. Uh, see where we get to. Yeah, if you, if you live in the United Kingdom and you're confused as to where the summer has arrived, look out the window, and if there's a major flooding event going on, that's it's the definitely summer. the summer, yes. In oh, fact, oh, you're dear. probably just commencing Wimbledon. That's been terrible, is not it? Yeah, we had some big, big flooding around our way, like cars floating down roads kind of stuff. Yeah. It's over all the bridges on the Blumford Estate. Mm. I mean, in the garden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What he calls the garden, ladies and gentlemen, is an estate. We've seen the pictures. Have you got the photos? I bet you've got photos. You've been textful, haven't you? I've been loving Rafe Blavid. If you don't follow Rafe Blavid on Instagram, you must because. (laughs) Oh, that was a really nice wall. It really was. This is the thing thing I love because. We say, oh, Rafe Blanford loves concrete structures and go, ha, 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 ha. And then I look through your Instagram feed. It's like, Rafe Blanford holding a brick. Rafe Blanford standing next to a concrete structure. What were you Ra- doing? But it was an unfrogged brick. And they're actually quite unusual. This is <laughs> oh when they God. don't have the indentations is, is, is in Is this them. a brick society thing or something? Well, it just means it's an older brick. And it's basically Sister like an of antique, the telegraph antique brick. And you get them in things like wall gardens, mm-hmm. where typically the bricks have survived a bit longer. And you can tell where they're made from. If you look at the colour, you can also tell quite a bit about the geology of where they've been, where the clay's been mined uh, from. Do you have to look at the, the, the circles in to see how long well that's one no that's trees <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> honestly no you look at the particulates he was with me for a minute right I, okay I, I just thought you were actually going to make a useful comment but then i should have realized you're just gonna kind of mock anyway if you'd like to find out more about lovely bricks yes follow me on instagram Okay, can we get to holidays then? What, yeah, what are we doing about this? Because I feel like we've drifted away from our safe space a long, long way. Have you got any chalets at the uh, Bradford Ch- Estate? Ch- no. Chalets. Chalets, villas, you know. Other people. Yeah. Well, a lot of estates are doing that now, you know, nowadays. Warwick Castle's doing well, it. Well, certain types of... Yeah, they've got uh, glamping. No. Rafe, Rafe has one open day a year for tax reasons, and that's it. <laughs> And the, the public are led through a very restricted tour of some of the outbuildings. So. Just to remind people who might be tuning in for the first time, the Blanford Estate does not actually exist apart <laughs> you from say in that. the minds you of say Ben that. and Ewan. You say it's that. It's where I like to go when I see my parents. It's their I garden. like to say hello they to your parents. They do think it's absolutely hilarious that mm. this keeps coming back up. You see, the thing is, I, hilarious I, for me. I would believe that the Blanford Estate didn't exist, but then I've got a Blanford Estate mug exactly. with a picture of the Blanford explain Estate on that. it. Explain that. How do you could you explain that? Yeah. They've made them. No, that's, that's not how it works. That's semantics. Right, so think, going on a holiday in 2016 is quite different from going on a holiday in 2012. It is. Or, or 2010. Yeah, four Be- years difference. Well, because we have moved on quite a bit technically. It's time to, we've done a couple of holiday episodes we before, have, yeah. it's time to revisit. We're not going to go back over the, the kind of the old favourites, because there's some stuff like TripIt and USB chargers yeah, yeah, and yeah. Passbook and what else did we recommend in the past? Oh, other Sims. Oh, yeah. So um, there was roaming a bunch sims. of roaming sims and travel yeah. sims and those sorts of things we've recommended. And they're still great. And use oh, them. and roaming MiFi. That's quite a good idea as well. But it's time to sort of catch up and say, well, actually, what's new? What's so, relevant? So first up, um, where are you off to this year? Where's, where's uh, the target? We, what problems are you solving? So I've got, um, we're heading off to Tenerife. Lovely. Very nice. Uh, the Ritz Carlton. Bring it on. Bring it on. Although I doubt we'll get to any of the restaurants just because, you know, the children. So it was, it's going to be very interesting. I think we're taking the iPads and the plane, obviously. Obviously. For our flight. For the children. Yeah. Uh, well, me as well. Right. Um, so for well, the children. Attention span. Exactly. Well, I think I'll, I'll be sitting entertaining the children. My wife will be sitting on the, the other seat, basically. That's how it tends to work. 
I'm looking forward to it, but I'll be thinking about what do I need. I'll be using Tripcase. I will not be worrying about roaming. I presume actually, because Tenerife's in Spain, you know, the Spain ge- geography, because the the three service, three like home, three at home, feel three like home. feel like home, whatever yeah. they call it yeah. now, yeah. That has been really, really useful for okay, me. Okay, so I used feel like home data in the States last year, and this is ah. three, This is three. basically getting ahead of the market yeah. and saying if you go to these countries that we've negotiated deals with, it, mm. it's all inclusive. And to it's be Europe fair- Europe plus. To Europe plus. And, and to be fair, lots I mean, of- I'd like say Europe at the minute. Yeah, well, until until call the EU. Well, they're different things. Right, okay. Until such time as regulation or anything else takes over. So the EU has been bringing prices down through regulation and that sort of stuff. And yep. uh, but some operators have been selling bundles or giving it to you away for for free, included mm-hmm. in your price plan. Basically, where you can use your home data allowances yes. abroad, and that's all amazing. But that's last year's news. That, that's, that's not new. Yeah. It's like it's slightly cheaper. More yeah. people will be doing it this year, and it's now like a main thing that put the, 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 all the adverts are going to be, you know, campaigning on Tesco, just giving in their MVNO operator giving away better roaming deals just over the summer. It's kind of yes. like a promotional thing. But like to quote your McLeod, mm. I want the best. I want the best anyone can have. I want the more than anyone else can have, and that I don't was, want everyone else to have it. Seasons. Not yeah. entirely accurate rendition of Ewan's mm. voice. I, I feel. Like, look, I, look what I have to work with here, right? Okay. Um, but is that good enough now for you? Because when I was in the states. I had a strong suspicion that was later confirmed by people far cleverer and more technical than I am that the data was being throttled. And so I yeah. had a I had a 3G and sometimes a 4G connection in the States, but it gave me much, much slower speeds. And there was times where I couldn't, even though I had a fantastic signal, I couldn't use it because the, the bandwidth was too throttled. And I can't imagine you saying, oh, never mind, because I'm getting it for free, I'm going to put up with a 2G speed. Well, you know, I don't like that, but I... Oh, I have had years of going to America, or America in particular, and being uber, uber frustrated with the glacier performance of the operators. So I am delighted they have effectively zero rated that facility. You're right, if you're going to America in particular, the three like home is not that good. I mean, it's free, and that's, yeah. so that's beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it means you've always got a data connection. It's not that, it's all right, it's fine. The, the thing that's interesting about it, my experience with three like home has been that it's great for the passive stuff, i.e. your push notification, yeah, your email, your email comes coming in, in. But then when yeah. you actively try and do something like look at a web page or even browse through Facebook, yeah. that's when you tend to run into the roadblocks. And it's frustrating because there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason as to why, because you've got a good thing. And and sometimes what, you just get throttled and then you try five minutes later and it, and it works fine. And that inconsistency is actually, to me, the most frustrating top thing. tip, if you're going to America, is just to get a Verizon. Or you buy from the airport or rent with it. If you're renting a car, they often will give you one. Rent a, a MiFi unit. Or even, I mean, if you're going for a long time, you can buy a, a MiFi unit, pay as you go. Verizon's very, very good. There's, there's great, great opportunities over there. That works really, really well. And that's beautiful. And we've talked all about data, but it's actually worth saying that it applies to calls and text messaging. And I've actually found that almost more useful than the data itself because I'm so accustomed to having to get data sorted out by getting a local SIM or to think about careful use Wi-Fi. Like you yeah. say, I'm grateful that that's now free. But also it's quite liberating just thinking, oh, I'll just pick up the phone and deal with something in the UK. Previously, you'd look at, oh, it's going to be costing me a pound a minute well, or and, something. And and so that's great we've too. We've been talking about data, but actually what is particularly helpful are phone calls, right? Because yeah, yeah, I still get phone calls now and again, or I have people emailing me wanting me to speak to them. And it is great to say, yes, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, and phone them yeah. rather than having to go, oh, geez, is this worth three quid a minute or yeah. two quid a minute. So the top tip this year is, is 
take the roaming from your operator, but also then get some well, local 4G. fifty a day on Vodafone, that adds up really quickly. Yeah. Well, get a MiFi and yeah. use that to spread data all but around your devices. Even if you're away for a week. I mean, okay, it's, it's what, 40 or 50 pounds by the time you've got your travel days and that kind of stuff, which is a lot of money. But actually, if you've flown to the States and all the other costs... Yeah, it's yeah. more reasonable. It's more reasonable. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I suppose the other thing I'd noticed as well is that reasonable Wi-Fi is becoming more prevalent. And I, so I, be, you know, we, we went around Chicago, yeah. and I was able to do because I, I was very much on holiday. I, I wasn't taking any work emails or anything like that. So everything I was doing was either where am I going, what am I doing next, coordinating with family, or you know, entertaining myself whilst I was waiting, you know, for something to happen or whatever. Okay, you mentioned Wi-Fi. I've been away to quite a few events recently, and every hotel I visited, I've been, I've been to the Rock of Forty, I've been to the Double Tree in uh, Malaga, or Malaga, uh, the Rock of Forty in Italy, uh, no Sicily, Yaz Marina, um, uh, Yaz Viceroy Hotel, and the new hotel in Beijing. Just recently, all of those hotels, phenomenal Wi-Fi, free, just blanket Wi-Fi. It just worked. And that was very interesting. I think a lot of hotels have increasingly upgraded their Wi-Fi that, that, to, to work everywhere. That's a particular type of uh, of hotel, though, isn't it? I mean, that is... Well, the, the, the DoubleTree is not a those are high, luxury. Yeah. It's, it's higher end, yeah. higher end, but it's not luxury. They, they've got it. All the Hiltons as well. It used to be the luxury hotels that were some of the worst offenders yeah. for Wi-Fi. It does seem to be now moving towards the assumption is that you get free Wi-Fi and, or if you ask, you know, it will be comped onto your bill. Yeah. That's going to take a long time to shift over completely. But My expectation is when we go to the Ritz-Carlton that there will be free Wi-Fi and it will be good enough to support generic usage. Yeah. So definitely now, though, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, and if it's not, I'll be disappointed. I'm always taking the 3G roaming by default because that just, yes. you step off the plane, it works. Beautiful. I can pull up my hire car reservation, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But then for the rest of the trip, I'm definitely now, my expectations have gone up one notch. Yeah. Okay. So next up then, Rafe Blanford, what are you adding into your your, Where are you going? your travel plans? What are, you doing? what are you doing? Well, I'm planning to go to the Ardèche Gorge to see the Chauvet Cave. I don't know what any of those words mean. Different types of bricks. So it's in France. Yeah. And this is, is that the, how you say it? Ardèche. Traitor. Yeah, I believe so. Ardèche. And this that's is the French, uh, is the cave that's actually being reconstructed because it's got cave paintings inside it. And however, they're very fragile. Chauvet cave. Um, kind of can be affected by environmental conditions. And so this cave has been recreated by the French government. So you can go and see these cave paintings. Recreated. recreated. With a pistol. They've basically done the 3D printed version of the cave that you wow. can go and see. It's basically uh, cave art um, that you can go and see. I, I'm, I'm kind of... In two minds about this because it, it seems you can't like it, go, oh my god, ten thousand years ago, some a human yeah, painting. It's that. a cheat. And you yeah. know, would you go and see a Rembrandt or the Sistine Chapel that have been 3D printed? They do that in Las Vegas. You know, indeed. And so I'm curious to see how good it is and how the technology's been done. It just feels like something that sort of crosses over my interest between kind of ancient world archaeology and kind of very modern technology. But it's something that's being used a lot more often if you look at the stuff from Syria, particularly Palmyra, some of the archaeologists are attempting to recreate some of the things that have been destroyed there using Mm. 3D printing. Yes. I'm going to get there on Eurostar and I'm going to get the direct train, I think, probably to Avignon. And also... Do you speak French? Are you a French? My French is is très mal um, and the accent's even worse. Mm, Amen. Come on, someone someone with an Oxford education. Rafe, boss, he speaks a lot of Latin languages. He also actually only converses in Latin. So I I also, talking of Latin, I also would like to go and see Pondark, which is the famous 
three-layer Roman aqueduct, which is in the same area. We have different holidays. We definitely have different holidays. What are you holidays. going to do there? Go and look at it. <laughs> uh, and there's lots of great Roman stuff in, right, in the area. Let's, but anyway, let's fast forward to the so, mobile stuff. So the mo- yeah. mobile stuff. The yeah. thing I'm actually looking forward to is being able to I'm use... Mr. Monty Python game. What do the, the Romans ever do for us? Apart from aqueducts. I'm looking forward to being able to use my mobile phone all the way through the channel tunnel. And All right. It's not something that I've sort of really... Is that every network? I think it may be limited network still. I will be finding out because I will be taking two different sims with me in the hope that one of them works. And obviously it's only for 35 minutes, but it's kind of... It's annoying presaging. when you're doing that trip. You just don't want to be connected. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. it's kind of presaging the fact that, you know, ubiquitous connectivity everywhere. And, you know, we may touch on this actually in a, in a future episode for some of London's transport options. But I've been desperately trying to think of what uh, mobile thing is. But I, I think, you know, it is tech and the topics around it because, as I say, this, this cave has been recreated using 3D printing and they use the kind of sophisticated scanning equipment, a lot of which is actually based off some of the research done for smartphones. So that's my claim. Well, this is to- like sort of street view type cameras stuff is it or as far as i know they've used lidar to do some of that mapping and it's the same stuff that's it's not so much street view it's the next generation of street view where they're doing these very high resolution maps which can scan both the buildings and the signs and the marks on the road are going to be vital for being able to do autonomous vehicles i will attempt to use plenty of uh, mobile apps on my way there but really i i think the thing for me now is actually mobile technology has just become ubiquitous on holiday i just expect it to be there and to work and so there isn't anything particularly remarkable about the fact i'll be sharing photos back to family i'll probably use something like touch note to send the postcards all of that just happens and there isn't anything i particularly have to specially prepare to make that holiday go right where are you going to stay Um, there's no five-star hotels nearby i'm just having a look i hadn't actually got that far with my holiday planning but uh, so that's what i'm planning to do rafe has uh ancestors in in that region That's oh in the normandy car- region probably a castle somewhere did you guys over in 1066 that's on my grandmother's side yes right. you can trace it back to uh, to isney there we go. was one of william the conqueror's knights we've also got a cracking castle just north of paris as well that's uh, <laughs> another branch <laughs> of the family well done to D- D- isney, isney. <laughs> <laughs> Ray- oh, right. for not enjoying my comedy right smith where are you going we're going to spain as well uh, and yeah, passion for life. We are. We are going to Spain as well. Uh, yes. We're going to go and stay with some friends though, who have a house out there, which is very nice because when you have a small person in your in your life, like we yeah. do, staying in a house rather than a hotel makes life immeasurably easier. But um, I think one of the things I've been thinking about, and actually this is stuff I haven't done, but I'm going to do, and I have to give a shout out to Terence Eden here, who friend Your of Terence, friend of the show, mm. awesome uh, Terence, I think, awesome Terence, Shakespeare. He's very clever. He does a lot of awesome stuff, and I love the way he writes about stuff as well because he he always writes it up. And I was sometimes I wonder how he has the time and the energy to do it, but I really enjoy reading it. But inspired by him, he's been checking out Bluetooth low energy beacons recently, and. One of the things I noticed about traveling with the family versus being sort of a young independent sort is we no longer go on holiday with just hand baggage. When we travel now, like we properly, oh, you you've got we all the properly stuff. travel. We've got children's stuff. We've got bags. We've got prams. We've got baby stuff. And I'm kind of now more anxious about it all arriving because mm. before, if the bag didn't arrive go to the shop, buy some more clothes, drink some wine, Could whatever. Be a bit of a treat. Exactly. It mm. doesn't matter. I mean, you know, it would be a pain, but you yeah. get over it. If the baby's cot doesn't arrive, or if oh. like the baby's car seat doesn't come off the aeroplane. cot. 
That is quite serious. You're taking an actual cot. Well, you the, you have one of these tiny fold-up things that yeah. goes into it. They're quite heavy, though, aren't they? Yeah, it's good. They let you bring a couple of bits of baby stuff for free. Yeah, okay. so, right. But like the one that worries me is the car seat, which is we're going to hire a car to drive two hours from the airport to the house. Yes. And if his car seat doesn't come off the plane, hmm. we're not going anywhere. We can't drive anywhere without him. You can hire a car seat though, but you well, want a special baby well, one. No, but, but you know, you, you generally can only do that if they have them in stock. And I've, I've stood yeah. behind a family who've had precisely that problem at the airport and, and seen the hire car people go, no, we're out, we're on out. We haven't got any. But can't you book that? You know, the car hire. Yeah, but even then, that's what they had done. And okay, no, right. Okay. You know, we, haven't, we haven't got them. Like, Still hold them in the front seat. Well, exactly. But that's illegal in Indeed. many countries, and yes. including Spain and, and the UK. Yeah. But it's also that thing of, you know, it's not the relaxing part of the holiday. So, so you need Amazon Prime now to be. Well, I need Amazon Prime now. Or actually, what I just need to know is where's my stuff? Yes. I'm feeling like this is what Bluetooth low energy beacons could solve because, right. you know, the stuff goes on the plane and then it comes off the plane and it tends to go missing in that bit you know, on yes. the journey before and after. And so Terence has been trying out and I'm going to put beacons on all of our stuff. I'm going to be able to press a button on my phone and make the beacon on the bag go beep. I'm going to be able to get a sensor when it's close. So if it's just like, you know, sometimes they take all the bags off the belt and they put them somewhere else. I'm yeah. going to find them in the baggage hall, that kind of stuff. This doesn't really solve the problem of if the yeah, bag doesn't make it, it on the plane or it gets lost yeah. somewhere else because it doesn't actually improve your chances of getting no. your baggage at all. It just means you can ruin your flight because you know when you're sitting on your seat in the plane that it's not on the plane with you. True, it doesn't solve Are you allowed to use that when they say put all your um, devices off and you've, you've got you know, five beacons? Many of those products that have tracking built in have yeah. an altitude sensor and switch themselves okay, off at altitude. But actually, I'm more worried. I accept you know, Rafe, you know, it doesn't solve all the problems. But actually, what it does mean is if stuff goes missing in the airport, you can then I can it. find it. And so if I can't find it in the airport, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to walk around looking for it. Yeah, but hold on a minute. What if it's on a conveyor belt, you know, in the other terminal? That's, you're not going to be helped with that. No, it's not going to help me. But again... So it, I, I do think that isn't that helpful to you. What I'm covering off specifically is the thing where the airline says, we put it on the baggage belt and it went round and round and round and you didn't collect and someone's it. someone's put it off to the side. And somebody's something. taken it or somebody else has taken it. Like the only time I've lost baggage on holiday was when somebody else picked up my black suitcase and took it away. And now I'm going to know. You've got to put a ribbon on it. Yeah, but, you know, you rely on other people to pay attention. So, I mean, what I'd really yeah, like I to... I don't actually, think a Bluetooth uh, beacon is going to help you that much. Uh, well, what I might... Well, I think it's very impressed that he's trying this technology. Yeah. Well, we're going to give it a try. But Forward actually, thinking. Maybe what I'll do is I'll get one of those proper GSM-connected trackers and I'll put it right, in the box of my suitcase. Yes, I think that's a bit more but, beneficial. I'll, maybe I'll try both. But for the moment, I was going to start off with the uh, with the Bluetooth with the Bluetooth trackers because I'm like, I could completely control those. And, you know, I'm not relying on some third-party service or whatever. But yeah, I'm looking forward to trying out that. There's a bunch of them and they're like really, really cheap now as well. They're, you know, 15, 20 pounds a track, maybe even less uh, if you find some of the no-name branded ones. And I know Terence has been trying a couple out, which has been really cool. There is something that appeals about actually getting warning when your bag's about to come onto the baggage reclaim belt so you can kind of push to the front and be there waiting for it as it comes around the corner rather than that slightly mad dash as you try to catch up with it on the belt. I just want to walk around the airport, oh, I've lost my bags, press the button. Oh, oh, it's just over there. It's yeah, that's not there. happening. That, that is over- not happening. How, what is the range of these things? 250 metres. Oh, okay. All right, fine. It's happening, yeah. 
uh, what through walls and stuff like that. Well, obviously it's going to be reduced, but I'm not. I, could, I don't. I don't, I don't think you're going to have to report back after oh, your yeah. successful trip to Spain. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Pr- sold probably what will happen is I'll go. All my baggage arrived fine. I didn't get to test the video. <laughs> okay, you McLeod. Well, if my idea's rubbish, what are you going to add to this year's update list then? Um, I don't know if I'm adding anything actually. The, the, yeah, <laughs> I, into the podcast or just in general. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, I, I, look, I can also do you a, a movie quote if you like. No, no. Okay, we talked about that. Well, last. You, right, but you, did, you, you, you talk about adding stuff into the show. Okay, the roaming I think is fixed. The problem I've got is my wife is still on Vodafone, so it's four fifty a pop, which just doesn't annoys me every day. It goes bing four pound fifty. I think that is that plus fat as well. It's quite annoying. Battery is still a problem, even more so that I'm on Android. Yep. When we travel, we're still doing the Android challenge. I'm going to have to go and buy some new batteries because I swapped all of mine for ones that had built-in lightning cables. Oh. So I've got several with built-in lightning cables, which is brilliantly handy when you're on the iPhone, but not so much now. There is quite a benefit with the Samsung, by the way, because, you know, when power gets low, it has an ultra, ultra power saving mode. And that actually does work. Yeah, I've also noticed... um, Like 6% of the battery left, it'll still do 14 hours. That doze mode has um, kind of been a really great innovation in Android and all the platforms are now starting to do it. But to Ben's point, USB-C is now coming in on devices, so that's one more cable you have to remember. And if, and that might be first you carry a couple of devices around, potentially now you need to have a lightning cable, micro USB and USB-C. And it's that kind of, hey, everyone's on the same standard, is starting to go away a bit, which is yeah. a bit annoying. I've got an anchor USB charger, which has five or so ports, and it's the Yanker USB-C power delivery model. So it will power a MacBook and those more powerful devices. And I travel with that now. It's a little bit bulky, but actually just not so much more bulky than a regular MacBook charger would be. So that's great. That's dead handy. I've also got the Griffin, and I want to call it MagSafe cable, but it is basically it's the Griffin USB-C cable that has a magnetic connector in it and it's a little bit bulky it sticks out the side of the macbook but it also means if it gets knocked it separates from the magnets rather than pulling it off the table because one of the things i really miss about the macbook is having the magsafe connector the pros used to have those are quite good they're all in my i think i've talked about before about having like a duplicate travel bag worth of of all these cables so i I bring all that kind of stuff i'll just take my normal bag with me that's the deal I like to have a duplicate so that I've got like a, a set of everything ready to go and I, I know it is sort of there and I don't then, you know, mistransferring it between bags. I've got you know, everything in, in my work bag where I need it and everything in my travel I'm, bag. I'm just taking my work bag with me, therefore I guarantee. Uh, so the other thing I want to touch on on this is, yeah, mobile is fantastic, great having good signal, but there's also something on holiday that's quite nice about switching off and I mean, this trip to France no, is going to be a long weekend, but I also want to spend some time in Pembrokeshire in west of Wales, where the mobile phone signal is really poor. But actually, if I'm honest, it's something I almost look forward to because you go out walking along the coastal path, it's really spectacular scenery. It's one of my favourite bits of the uh, UK, and you can spend time on the beaches as well. And if, if you go in the earlier in the year, you'll see puffins on scone, and that's an amazing nature experience. And if Is that a drug? Uh, no, that's a seabird. Oh, I see. And if you go later, you can see the young seals being born on the beaches on places like Ramsey. Being uh, born on the beaches, you actually want to go and watch them being born? Well, <laughs> once you've seen a cute, fluffy white seal, okay, you understand. Fine, right, right, right. Yeah. But actually, the point I want to make here is sometimes it's actually quite nice to switch off. I mean... Disconnect. And... You know, going back to wherever you're staying and having Wi-Fi is great because at the end of the day, you can do that. But 
Life doesn't always have to revolve around the next notification or the latest post to Instagram. In that vein, though, I am thinking I'm going to... We talked in the previous episode about wearables. I'm thinking I really want to get a decent wearable that tracks activity and that kind of stuff because we also, you know, just with a little one, do loads of walking, loads of activity. It's really interesting to know, like, how much you've done and where you've gone and that kind of stuff. And to a certain extent, I use GPS tagged photos but i thought it'd be really nice when we go out along the beach to sort of record where we walked and all the things we saw and that kind of stuff but i'm also really interested in trying out for sleep tracking for when we travel to the states for example to help with the the jet lag because i am dreadful with jet lag and it's my fault because i don't follow all the advice i don't you know go outside when it's light i don't stay awake you you get yourself a massage I don't get a massage. I just, you know, you kind of, you get all excited about being on holiday and yeah. you do all the stuff you want to when you want to do it. And then about sort of two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm just absolutely, you know, and it hits me like a wall. And I'm thinking if I was tracking my sleep properly, I'd be able to see, you know, when did I go to sleep? When did I wake up? What's the difference? And just be mm-hmm. a little bit more aware of what was going on. So I'm, I'm going to be giving that a go as well. And actually that's nice because I can feel like I'm, I always want to be trying something out new out, but you just you stick that on and then it just does its job. I don't feel like I'm ruining the holiday by staring at the screen all the time. Well, the one thing I'm looking forward to with this holiday is connectivity is just getting better. And with connectivity, I recognise what you're saying there, Blanford, that you know you, the ability to switch off is nice, and I do enjoy that. Particularly, I did that over the Christmas. Went to the Isle of Lewis, completely desolate if you can see the um the transmitter you can get signal if you can't see the transmitter yeah nothing no signal and for for those not in the uk the isle of lewis isle is, of lewis is off the west coast of scotland if you miss it nick stops iceland it's the long western isles that look like a bunch of sheet droppings i'm sure they'll thank you for that yeah the highland island <laughs> highland and islands council yeah, thank Rave, you Rave's gig with the tourist office was very <laughs> short <laughs> Okay, so I want one quick tip or something that you do to make holidays less stressful, um, mobile tech enabled. And I want it to be a, I want it. Well, I was going to say ham sandwiches I, from Pret. I want it, I want it to be a new tip. All right, I want it to be something we've not recommended on the show before. Oof, for holidays. Make sure you take your SIM card extractor with you because when you're trying to put your local SIM card in, it can be very annoying trying to find a paperclip. Oh, I always carry one anyway. Yeah, and I'm not swapping sims so I've given up on that in that vein one of the few things I like about my Android phone yes dual sim good point I'm going to bring that and I'm going to run the two side by side because no longer am I going to be completely cut off if my local sim stops working because I got the credit wrong you remember that thing are you buying a local sim I, I still do sometimes, yeah. <laughs> or actually, at this at this point, sometimes I've even got some in the drawer because if places we go regularly, I've got pay as you go sims from. But you remember that time we went to Mobile Congress, we bought those Vodafone sims, we charged them all up, we used them for one day, and yeah. then realised that whatever package we had oh, bought, very just you know, was the wrong one yeah. or whatever. And goodness knows if it was our mistake or the guy in the shop, but we didn't speak any Spanish. Yeah, actually, very annoying. You know, and, and those instructions didn't come in English. So that, I, I think that's going to be good. I'm looking forward to using that. And even if I'm back on my iPhone, I'll probably bring that along to use as a multi-SIM like personal hotspot. Yes. Have I got anything? I mean, I've been, I've been, I've actually paid for some subscriptions. I've got Worldmate, been using that. Um, I know you can use TripIt as well, which keeps you up to date on the, you know, what gate is opening you know, when your flight's available, I got you the BA app. I use that tons, but I've mentioned that a lot. That's really good telling you what gate to go to as well. Yep. And actually I, I, if you, again, we've talked about this one before, but trip it, we've talked about before, but the trip it pro service 
does gate notifications and I find yeah. generally they come through at least as quickly as the native applications from the airlines. So, you know, this is universal because it covers all of them and you don't have to go I don't around. understand why you want TripIt, right? Because I heard it keeps on asking me, what's this part of? When I forward my stuff to WorldMate or TripCase, it just goes, ah, right. It, it makes its trips up. With TripIt, I've got to manually go in and say, oh, this is a trip to Edinburgh, this is a trip to... No, I've never had that. Mine, mine groups them automatically. Mine doesn't, okay. Um, I'm I would also wrong say then. maybe an opportunity to go and play with some... Uh, the uh, Facebook Messenger bots you've mentioned already, Skyscan. Skyscan is fantastic. But yeah. there's also flight radar. So if you want to track an incoming flight and get notified by a Facebook Messenger, just an easy way to do a one-off if you've got a okay, guest I've coming got, in, something I've, like I've that. thought of a tip. I thought of a tip. And that is Uber or Get or Halo. Yeah. For taxis. Yeah. Now that, become universal. Yeah, yeah. Now that 3G is affordable to use on holidays, which I'm going to say from this year, last year, it yeah. now is when you're roaming. I, as, I mean, starting to use Waze. So I used oh, to, that's good, that's good. now I mean, I read Waze has been around forever and that's not a new tip, but I would never would have thought about bringing it on holidays because it relies on an internet connection to warn you of obstructions and journey times and all that kind of stuff. That's the whole point of the mm. app. It's like a, a social driving app for want of a better description. So what I used to do is, you know, use Nokia maps or here maps or something and download all the maps. And that would be great, you know, get me where I was going. And I've absolutely relied on it on my phone, but I'd be relying on it offline because I didn't want to be, you know, downloading it. Whereas now just off I go plumbing ways. And, you know, when you're driving around somewhere you don't know, and you don't know, you know, the traffic conditions, you don't know how to reroute, all that kind of stuff. It makes me feel a bit more like a, a local you know, I don't make, yes. I don't make that, you arrive three hours late at the family home and they say, my God, you know, you had a terrible journey from the airport. He said, oh yes. You know, I said, well, why did you drive down the, you know, the busiest yeah. road outside Chicago in rush hour? I, said, oh, oh. I didn't know any better because Google told me to. Also, when you're there uh, with children and you want to do videos, send them back home. You, you remember you got touch notes, et cetera, et cetera. I have been using Replay, which is now being bought. Do you remember Replay, which aggregates your photos and videos sticks them together and edits them together nicely into oh, a little video yes this is really good this was the Ewan McLeod school of I could have this for free but I'd rather pay somebody to do it well uh, no no that's another one that's oh, another one okay. um, that was pretty cool by the way I uh, know replay is automatic it, but it's being bought by GoPro because oh, so, um, what, what replay does is you, know, you bang a whole lot of videos into it and it just goes and creates bits of video on it and some nice editing automatically creates a video really cool but it's now called Quick Q-U-I-K recommend that using it all the time that one final thing and you know what i'm going to give terence eden two shouts out the same podcast because terence you know he knows his stuff he's just a really good post recently about a digital driving license so he was overseas he was hiring a car he'd left his driving license at home by mistake and he says yeah that was a complete error he knew he needed it and he understood when they wouldn't give him a car without one but in the uk you can get a digital record of your driving license online now and he was able to print that out give that over to the hire car company and they accepted that as wow. a record of his driving license and he was able to get the car now i have to say when i read that i was surprised because normally you need that and the photo card exactly. ID itself but I have that in my wallet all the time. So it would be great to know that I can always go and retrieve the other part of my license, which says if I had any accidents and what Mm. types of vehicle my license to drive and all that kind of stuff. And so 
you know, that's available now in the UK, mm. but lots of countries now are starting to do digital services like that, where you'll be able to retrieve, you know, details of your driving license. And I, I'm actually just about to renew my passport. And I have to say, I'm really now thinking, oh, what a pain I've got visas and things I've previously had in my passport. I'm going to have to send that away. I'm going to have to keep my passport in case I want to use any of those visas again in the future. You have to keep your old passport with your new passport so that you can show them or you can cut the pages out and have them transferred or it's going to be a pain, but it makes me think, why isn't this all just a digital service? Yeah. You know, and why aren't we just, you know, able to sort of reference a single electronic record? And I think over the next couple of years, it's going to be really exciting to see what we can do. But for now, the dead handy one is, yeah, well, isn't it interesting check, out, check out digital if, driving licenses. If you're going to America, you do the ESTA. Okay, well, we've run massively over. So if you've got any top tips for travel, please let us know at 361podcast on Twitter, 361podcast.com. You can email us, leave us a voicemail or leave a comment there. You can also find us on Facebook. And as Ewan was keen to remind us last week, also on LinkedIn, although I'm not even sure how you'd find us on LinkedIn, but probably search 361podcast. Exactly. A starting point. As ever, thank you very much to marketaudiowrangler.co.uk for editing this. Thank you very much to our friends at Digitas LBI for their recording venue. We will be back next week, all being well, with hashtag RubRafe. Come on. Thank you to all the Patreon supporters who've enabled us to do that. If you would like to support us, Reef you can go to 361podcast.com and hit the button and you can support the show from as little as a pound a month. Thank you to everyone who's doing that. It's helping us with cost of production and our equipment. We will be back next week with Rafe Bladford's equipment. Woo! Bye-bye. So, Ralph Blanford, your face. He doesn't look happy. He doesn't look happy. Not happy. <laughs> Not happy, Ralph. <laughs> it's the equipment gag. He doesn't I know. I know. I know. I know. Have a minstrel, Ralph. Do have some chocolate. Mm. Have one of those low-calorie snacks that we have in between recordings. Yes. Yeah, so. the celery. Have some more celery or cucumber. I don't know. It's this, this whole travel thing, I, I, mm. I, I want to go back and look at the insurance thing because I'm sure, was it you, Ralph, was telling me that there's an app you can get to do like short-duration um, insurance as well? You can do that for your car. Yeah. I've got an insurance policy that includes like excess cover. So I never mm. take out the excess cover because it's covered on the travel insurance. Oh, that's quite smart. Who's that with? Uh, there's American Express. All right. Which is quite good. Well, you've bought something from Amex. You've bought an additional policy. No, no, it's, it's a part of their policy. That their, their premium policy has that built in. Oh, are you um, a, um, a Platinum? No, no, no. This, so this is a tra- American Express travel insurance product I have purchased. Okay, right. Oh, so, uh, okay. It's a little bit more expensive than the normal ones, but it's got all those things in because we always hire cars. We're in Ireland so much hiring cars. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, that's, so, so that's cool. But I was thinking like, I worry about like certain holidays, we're going to bring loads more stuff. Mm. And I think, you know, kind of just the one thing I've always learned with insurance is it never covers what happens. No, they're you very know, good with that. Just disillusioned with, yeah. you know, with car insurance or with holiday insurance, you know, never feeling like you're going to get a good experience. So the appeal of insuring a particular item is, was that thing lost or stolen? Yes or no? Replace that thing. You know, have, not- you, have you got a list of all the serial numbers and purchase dates and receipts of them? <laughs> no. I mean, because well, prob- that's often the thing that people yeah. you know, could, get pro- you. could probably put it together because like my life goes into Evernote and that kind of yeah. stuff. Like if you said to me now, all that stuff on the table is gone. Have you got yeah. the details? It'd be very well, you probably because you, where did you buy your, did you buy your Mac from the Mac store? Yeah. From the Apple store, sorry. Yeah. Then, you, then you've got it. Yeah. But all written down. that one came, no, that one over there came from Argos or something actually. Does their receipt tell you the... Um, yeah, well, that's what it yeah. means. I did buy it online, but I'd have to... So yeah, yeah, yeah. Al- almost certainly it's grand, but it would be just a pain. And of course, that's the trouble is that's what you don't want. It's yeah. hassle and it all goes wrong. So the, I suppose the other thing we didn't talk about was like 
it used to be I brought the tech. Yeah. I made sure we had an internet connection if when we needed an internet connection because I was like the nerd. That was your thing. Well, just, just what I do, you know. But now Gillian will bring her iPad. We'll just use the connection. It will roam. Have some chocolate, Rafe. Yeah. Just good. Okay. We're not live. Give no, the- no, no, go on. So- Are you recording this? Yeah. Are you going to say anything, Rafe? Are you just sitting disgruntled? Disgruntled? Come on, you're the star of the show, man. Yeah. Not through choice. Well, listeners love it. Some have greatness thrust upon them, Rafe Blanford. Others have masses thrust upon them. That email said, does he want a male or a female therapist? I think he should have a female therapist. I'll I'll talk talk to Rafe. Let Let him choose. I think there should be, I don't think it should be at Rafe's discretion. None. None. None is not the That's option. Not an option. Offered. So it's not at my discretion then. <laughs> well, do you want only, a male only, or female? A predefined ba- uh, <laughs> selection of discretion. I think it'd be, I don't know, I think it'd be more relaxing with a female. Anyways, well. so, but we're just bringing loads of stuff now, like your kids. There'll be the four of you. I bet you'll all each have iPads or phones or yep. things with. So, you know, in the bad iPad o- each. Yeah, in the bad old days, you'd be like, oh, quick, turn the roaming off, turn the roaming off. Oh, know. these are Wi Fi only. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, how, how quaint. Well, just because it's, yeah. I couldn't justify it. I know it's yeah. unusual. Uh, but. I mean, for example, uh, your wife's phone. I mean, would, yeah. she, would she go to the bother of turning all the roaming on and all that kind of stuff and paying for that every day? I think she, yeah, she will. Yeah. She will because Facebook's quite important to do that one photo yeah. from the, you know. I suppose, yeah. I mean, we, we just, in the end, we just had one device that was working. We sort of passed it around and things. But now I think it's just going to be, everything's just going to be left on. Mm. And that, for me, is kind of what feels different this year. And I don't know why this year, maybe it's the EU roaming thing that's finally brought the prices down, or maybe just our expectations are, I'm leaving it on. I quite like still being connected. Yeah. And, my, you know, my wife is, you know, Facebook's quite important to her. She likes to see what everyone else is doing. And, it's a, and WhatsApp as well, connecting with the family. Yeah. The, the conversation still goes on. Yeah. Rafe, Wales, get a walk along the coast. Seals puffins on drugs. That was actually Ben that thought about drugs and puffins. I, I really don't know where that came from. Well, I was just, I thought puffin was surely a euphemism for, for something. Puffin away. Yeah. No, it's a seabird. Fair enough. But it's spectacular. It's one of the uh, UK's national parks. Do you, so now, this is going to sound like I'm winding you up, and I'm not, <laughs> right? But surely you not. want to talk about the Blamford Escape, please? Well, actually, I was going to ask him if he took like a really long camera lens and you were doing your full, you know, wildlife photography, you know, with a from a mile away to not disturb the animals, or are you just there with your Lumia disappointment? Click, click, click. Um, well, he'd be taking his Android disappointment, wouldn't he? Oh, no, that's not a disappointment. Is it? <laughs> that's yeah. a disaster. Yeah. Well, actually, in this, in the, the particular instance I was thinking of for the puffins, they actually literally walk across your feet because they're wandering along the path right. so this is one of the things that are rather special about going to scoma to see puffins is that they will come and land on the cliff top and then because their burrows are on the other side of the path they will walk across the path with you just standing there but they're not bothered about you being there they're not bothered by humans at all what about the seals like generally they're not going to give birth um well you they will tend to be on inaccessible breath. beaches so yeah you yeah. that would have to be through a long lens but i mean it's it's binoculars but occasionally you will see them on the publicly yeah. accessible beaches uh, as well i was just thinking about you know like is smartphone photography good enough or are you bringing a decent camera I, then- I will bring a decent camera because it's mainly the zoom thing so some of the older devices like the uh nokia 808 which had the zoom by basically being high megapixel it was and a, doing a over million teas, uh, pixels wasn't it uh yeah they worked okay, but even those tended to only be Zoom of three or four to kind of get really good wildlife shots. You tended to need to go 
a bit closer but actually i'm typically more interested in in kind of the landscape stuff so in pembrokeshire you get the Priscellis, which are where the blue stones for stonehenge were collected from and there's still a big debate about how they got there but you can actually go and see the quarry site and see kind of them glinting in the uh, sunlight as they do on the plains of salisbury and walking up on the Priscellis along the uh, golden road you actually going to do that pathway pardon? are you actually going to do that Oh, almost certainly, because it's one of my favourite walks. And that, I love that, isn't it? There's an Idiazard sketch, isn't there, about the, uh, the the Welsh druids who cut the, the stones from Wales. So could you just, we just, we, oh, you're building a henger, you lovely. And so, well, could, you just, could you just bring them down to, to just, we just, just to Salisbury. I don't even know where I live anymore. You know? So I'd probably Brilliant put them sketch. down the Cledow and across the Bristol Channel and yeah. then but through exactly. the Somerset levels. But yes, it is a very, very funny um, A very sketch. long distance as well, because I don't even know how to get back to Wales from here so but you also get a lot of Neolithic stuff up there so places like Pentrithan which are basically burial chambers with big rocks sitting on top of each other so if you're into that sort of thing and I accept that not everybody is and like you, I mean, can you are mercilessly permission yeah 